to Couple of Vidgets, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me, as always... is his wife, Penny. Oh my god, these mic- these headphones and microphones and everything, it sounds so much better. It sounds like how it's supposed to sound. It definitely does sound a lot better than we had with those microphones, those uh, the wireless, wireless mic. mics. Yeah. yeah, these actually sound like real... What? The studio. It sounds like we might know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, for you and I, like uh, having like legitimate studio time experience, uh, I really thought that those wireless microphones would get us by. I mean, those are just what I use for like uh, when I DJ weddings and stuff. Right. Yeah, I guess they work fine for really crappy PA sound, but you know, <laughs> when it comes to recording, you probably shouldn't be using the Pile Five Thousands. And I didn't, it, Pile is the name of the brand and kind of what I think about them at the moment. And I, I'm still even on a junky microphone. I gave you the better microphone because I figure that the bassiness of my voice will just blow it away. Um, so you got the better sounding one, but yeah, I want to invest now into maybe not a duplicate of that mic, but yeah, another high quality mic. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I can even... Definitely just listening to myself now on these headphones, like it just sounds so much better even than when it did yesterday, you know, with the wireless yeah. mic. So. I, I noticed that there is a little bit of background sound. I just, with the wiring in this house, I don't know if we're going to get rid of that. But Yeah, I can hear that too. But I don't know. We'll look at that. <laughs> That'll be tomorrow's problem, I guess. Those are tomorrow issues. All right, so today... Um, Season 5, Episode 10, Abandon All Hope. Uh, I got to admit right now, I was a little dozy while watching this. So hopefully my notes will get us through, and I need you to have calm and patience as uh, we go through our recap. What you don't know, Dan <coughs> was looking at me as I was hanging my head in disgust about him getting dozy. Because this is a, a very... Um, I have a feeling this is an important episode. Um, not so much, but it's a very dramatic episode. Um, yeah, a lot went on. I was exhausted halfway through it. And my body was just like, oh, time for a nap. And then I would look down at my notes and I'd just have like a hundred E's all in a row. And I'm like, uh-oh, <laughs> Papa took a nap. <laughs> yeah, so well, yes, and then you did. As soon as we were done watching, you're like, I'm out. Yeah, I no, it was late on time. It was either that or be miserable headache and grumpy so yeah i was we do not want that no as soon as this was done well then i woke up so confused too i woke up thinking it was tomorrow and i'm like ah crap work it's like what time is it 4 30 friday like no babe it's still thursday (laughs) (laughs) but i've done that if especially after a deep sleep you wake up just so confused Oh, it was the best nap. I I just zonked right out. Yeah, and I just popped two. I didn't have any coughing fits or anything. Yep. So yeah, I I was just I was woke up really befuddled. Even though it was only like an hour and a half nap. Mhm. All right. Well, let's get into it though. Um, just fair warning. Oh, here, just a second. Let me get my <laughs> my nose wind filter up. Well. Pe- oh time. well. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let me go over the recap. Okay, the recap we have um, a lot of Ellen, Joe, Castiel, Meg shows up. They're talking about the cult. Um, so we know that these things are probably going to be prominent in this episode. I don't really remember a whole lot else about the recap. Um, 
Like if there was any Sam and Dean fighting or anything like that? No, there was no Sam and Dean fighting, but a huge, the second half of the recap was Becky going, uh, recapping what she said yesterday. Right. Which is funny because like yesterday she said it so quick, it was hard to catch. And then like they did it in the recap pretty much in the exact same real time again. So then this time it was like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah, I got it. I got you now. I know what you're talking about now, Becky. Yesterday when she just blew through it, I'm like, hey, wait, what? Who? What? <laughs> so the recap, just quickly showing everyone and then her doing that explanating. Well, plus when they when she's talking about Bella, they actually show the actress that played Bella so you could place With her. the gun in the right, car. Right, yeah, It was a flashback from that episode. I, I wish they'd have done that yesterday. I, well, but they didn't. They ran out of time. <laughs> no, what I'm going to say is they wouldn't have that in that recap because of the fact that. No, not in the recap. Just yesterday, like when Becky pulled Sam aside and uh, told him like, hey, you know, the cult isn't gone. Blah, 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 blah. Like just show the little flashback then while during her little story. I suppose. You but... know, do the flashback vision. Right, right, right. But, yeah, it was nice, though, to get that recap again of her pulling Sam aside outside of uh, the hotel after the Supernatural convention and uh, run through that one more time that the Colt was given to some dude named Crowley. And not to Lilith, I think, is who they thought it went to. Yeah. Um, getting these names screwed up. Bella claimed that she sold the gun to Lilith. Right. That's what I just said. Yes. <laughs> okay, now who's sleepy? I'm just having a hard time getting my mouth in working order tonight. All right, so the episode starts. Uh, we see some dude, he's summoning a crossroads demon under, like, a highway overpass thing. Just think of the middle of urban area and then down underneath the highway. Uh, a guy shows up, uh, Crowley. He introduces himself, or somehow he says his name. Something then about this dude needing help with his bank bailout, but then also about him being a homophobe, and then Crowley kisses the guy? Well... What was going on? Because demon deals have to be sealed with a kiss. And when this guy first approached a crossroads demon, he says, it was a, you know, it was a pretty woman, and she said it had to be sealed with a kiss. And Crowley's like, yeah, that's right. You know, it's, if you want us to bail you out, you're going to have to get rid of your six decades of homophobic thoughts and <laughs> make out with him so the okay. dude finally agrees and so Crowley you know plants a big one right on his kisser <laughs> yeah I don't know if you're having to kiss some dude to make some satanic deal I wouldn't really call that gay I would just call that necessary for the weird ass contract you're now involved in well no it's not gay but just you would think that a man that would have a problem kissing another man would be a bit homophobic well, okay. I mean, maybe you just don't want to kiss some dude with cigarette breath <laughs> and three cups of milk. All right. Well, Cass, uh, he's off, uh, like, hiding around a pylon, and he's peeking around, and he he watches, he creepily watches Crowley and this other guy make out and uh, gives Dean a call. Well, he gives someone a call and says, I found him. And then it's the stinger. It's the beginning of the episode. Uh, but then we see that Cass is on the phone with Dean. And then we see that other guy that was getting kissed. He wanders off. And Crowley says, enjoy the wealth. See you in 10 years. Right. So, yeah, it sounds like a typical crossroads deal. You'll live for 10 more years, but you'll get 
fame and fortune along the way. Yeah, whatever you wanted, this is what you'll get because this is a deal, but in 10 years, your soul is mine. So that's good. I mean, this Crowley's got, you know, a working concern. <laughs> <laughs> he isn't bored. Uh, Cass is, he then follows Crowley um, to a building and he gives Dean another call. And now that we see then that this building is covered in all those glowing anti-angel symbols that we've seen before. Right. It was warded against angels. So there was no way um, Castiel could get in there by himself. Or could even get in there even with any help. But yeah, there's no way that they, he could get in there. I think it'd be pretty badass to get glow-in-the-dark paint and paint those on your own house. <laughs> and then get, you know, like a UV spotlight and shine it on your house. <laughs> Every once in a while and freak out the neighbors. That would be fun. That would be. Yeah. There are some devil worshippers <laughs> over there. I don't know the Connormans or devil. I don't know why I'm talking in a southern accent because we <laughs> yeah, don't live in the south. <laughs> we don't live in the south. If anything, it'd be a Polish accent. <laughs> That's true. In our neighborhood. That's true. Why are the Condormans over there with their satanic spells? <laughs> now you just sound like the Swedish chef on Muppets. Oh, you always say I'm Swedish chef. No, I usually sound like a poo from <laughs> from Simpsons. Yeah, you always, I, I do really good impressions. No. You just, <coughs> your mind just isn't open up to hear them properly. <laughs> uh, okay, well, uh, Cass tells Dean all about this house thing wherever it is and then dean says hold tight i'll be there in a minute a lady shows up and asks for help with her car um like some lady broke down and then she wanders up to this house covered in symbols uh a couple of uh, she goes inside like she gets buzzed into the gate or whatever gets inside then there's just a couple there's a couple of dudes there but quickly they got the black eyes and they're wanting to abduct her and do evil things to her, I'm assuming. <laughs> um, but Sam and Dean, they're right there, Johnny on the spots, and kill them off. Uh, it seems like this lady, was was she a plant? Yeah, that was Joe. They sent her to do that so they could get in the gate without raising Crowley's suspicion. See, they need, this show needs to do a better job of like introducing who people are. <laughs> We've seen Joe many, many times. Yeah, I didn't recognize her, though, in this part. Well, it's true, because she was, you know, had her hair done up nice, was wearing a nice evening dress, kind of dressing the part where usually you see her in, you know, blue jeans and stuff like that. They, well, they could at least have a shot of the, you know, Sam and Dean driving down the road and picking Joe up. So we know that she's with them. I suppose. You know, up until now, it's just some random lady in my mind. I have no idea Joe's wandering around. She's, <laughs> I had no idea she was involved. Uh, so then Sam and Dean, uh, they now make their way inside, uh, getting rid of, I guess, like bodyguard demons. Uh, Crowley, he uh, looks down and uh, he looks at his rug and turns his rug over. There's a demon trap under the rug. So I'm like, wait, Sam and Dean broke into the house earlier and put a demon trap under his rug? Uh, or... Maybe while they were out fussing with Joe. I don't know exactly okay. when that happened. Okay, well, <laughs> Crowley is uh, smart enough not to step on the rug. Uh, two demons then hop up behind Sam and Dean, grab them by the arms. Crowley pulls out the colt and says, I think he says something like, you're looking for this, aren't you, boys? 
and then uh, aims and fires and he shoots the d demons in the head. Not uh, not Sam and Dean, but the two guys holding Sam and Dean. Uh, chucks the hell out of Sam and Dean and Crowley tells the boys that he needs to talk to them in private. And <laughs> I was kind of thinking, well, isn't everyone dead now? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, how more private do you need? Are you afraid <laughs> this room's bugged? We saw so far four demons, you know, bite it, so... So they go into, like, his study or his office or something. Uh, Crowley says that he wants Sam and Dean to kill Lucifer with the Colt. <coughs> of course, the boy seems skeptical, just learning about this guy and being shown the Colt. <coughs> I die of a cough. Yeah, right. Well, Crowley explains to them, he says, you know, Lucifer isn't like us. He's an angel. And... He hates humans, and so what Crowley was afraid of is once Armageddon was over, if Lucifer won and wiped out all the humans, that then he would turn his attention to the demons, and Crowley did not want that. Well, he said even that right now demons are nothing more than his servants. Right. So, yeah, they're, he, he, Crowley doesn't like this idea of Lucifer running around either. Uh, he would rather not have Lucifer pushing them around, and Crowley gives just hands over the colt, and uh, even goes as far as like, oh, wait, I got more ammunition for you, too. Hold on, boys. Well, yeah, when he hands, he hands Sam the Colt, and right away Sam puts it to Crowley's forehead and pulls the trigger. And, you know, naturally there was no more ammunition in there. Um, and in this conversation, Crowley also does tell Sam and Dean where they can find Lucifer. But, yeah, when they're getting ready to leave, he's like, oh, yeah, you're going to need more ammunition. And throws him some. I didn't realize that Sam just pulled the trigger right on him there how rude <laughs> well wouldn't you if you're dealing with a, a higher up demon than your regular crossroads demon um and you got the one thing this guy just did you a salad show some respect gosh <laughs> a, what's wrong with sam he's got anger issues <laughs> <laughs> well yes he does uh next uh at Bobby's house, we see Cass drinking shots with Ellen. Yes. It, it, very odd, too. They just bounce, like, to these sets, too. At first, I thought they were at a diner or at a bar or something. It took me a while to figure out that they were at Bobby's house. Right. It didn't really make it clear until they showed um, Sam and Dean in Bobby's study. Then you could... I, I personally, because I've seen these his the inside of his house on screen so many times, recognize the wallpaper. Well, at first, the way that the camera was going back and forth, I wasn't even sure that Sam and Dean were at the same place that uh, Cass and Ellen were. But then as soon as I saw Roller Boy, then I was like, oh, they're all at his house together. Right. And then like the camera spun around and showed them in the kitchen. But I was really confused. I was just like, why don't they make these shots obvious? Just pan through, show where everyone is sitting, and then quick, you know, do their scenes. Well, because the average Supernatural fan is smart enough to figure it out. Okay. Well, and honestly, if I was just sitting there passively watching, I wouldn't care. But right. when I'm trying to really pay attention to the story and what's happening, it is like, a, where are they? What's going on? Right. Oh, exactly. And so, like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I have Cass's drinking shots, and I put in Bobby's house a little bit later um, in my notes. Uh, Sam and Dean are hanging out. Uh, Sam asks... If Dean thinks that all of this is a trap from Crowley, uh, Dean doesn't think so. Um, 
and then he goes on to discuss some town that's having a whole bunch of omen signs happening, and Dean figures that's where the devil's at. Well, like I said, Crowley told him where Lucifer was going to be, and sure enough, it was supposed to be, he's supposed to be in Carthage, Missouri, and sure enough, there were a bunch of uh, demon signs in that area. Dean goes and talks to Joe. He tries to give her the last night on Earth speech. Joe quickly catches on and, like, clowns him on it like oh gets in really close to kiss and is like oh not even the last night on earth sucker <laughs> like it just acts like a real bitch well she says she wants to keep her um yeah last night on earth she wants her self-dignity or self-respect self-respect yeah like oh lighten up lady <laughs> you're a boner uh bobby gathers everyone around for a group photo is that all that really happened there? Yeah, because we have... <clears throat> excuse me, I'm having issues with my dinner. Um, <laughs> it just takes a photo of Cass, <clears throat> Cass, Joe, Ellen, Sam, Dean, and Bobby. Because the whole thing is they're all bummed out that they're probably all going to be dead by tomorrow. Right. Uh, the boys are driving around town. No one is around. It's all rainy and spooky. Cass gets out. And uh, says that the town is not empty. And he's kind of just staring around, you know, a little bit weirder than Cass normally looks around. And then we see from his point of view, the whole place is full of Reapers. Like, every, they're all, I mean, they're all socially distanced, but every six <laughs> feet, there's a Reaper standing. Yeah, there's about 20 or 30 Reapers, I would think. Oh, I thought there was more like 100. That could be. There's a lot, for sure. They were on the rooftops. They were they were just standing everywhere. There was a flat spot, it looked like. Uh, he walks, so Cass goes and walks past a bunch of the Reapers just standing in the street, just patiently waiting for dead people to arrive. Uh, but then he notices up in a house that there's a Reaper looking at him. So he follows that reaper like up into the house and then down a hallway then we hear someone say hello brother and then a bright white flash of light commercial so i'm assuming that's lucifer right Right. so that was pretty easy uh sam then catches up with joe and ellen Mm -hmm. cass is now (laughs) hanging out with a guy and it's confirmed that it is lucifer Cass asks what is wrong with him, and uh, he admits that the vessel that he's wearing is uh, wearing out. Like, the dude that Lucifer's in, the body is starting to wear down, I guess. Yeah, it looks almost like he's burning, like, from the inside because the skin on his face doesn't look too good. Um, where are my notes? Are? Yeah, Lucifer tries to convince Cass that once they... Uh, Lucifer tries to convince Cass that once they eliminate Lucifer, they'll end up going after Cass. Meaning that, yeah, he'll be the next victim behind Lucifer from uh, the will of heaven, I guess. Because right. he, Cass is also on the outs for being naughty. Right. Being yeah. a naughty angel. Right. So, while Sam, Dean, Joe, and Ellen are walking through town, Meg shows up. Now, along with Meg... She uh, has been so kind as to bring a bunch of hellhounds with her, which I think hellhounds might be one of the lamer uh, creatures on Supernatural because they're invisible. 
So you can always say we've got nine awesome hellhounds standing here, but when you actually can't see them, it's a little weak. But they do play, like, sound effects. And, uh, I don't know, they, like, make the ground splash or, uh, like, little scratching sounds. And I think water splashes around them sometimes, too. But Meg, uh, Meg's, you know, she's there in town, and she wants to round all of them up and to go see her father. Uh, nobody wants to uh, go along with that plan. So the Hellhounds gets released, and there's just shooting and running and confusion everywhere. Joe gets ends up getting attacked the worst. Uh, the boys drag her, I think it's into a store, and they quickly salt all the doors and windows out. Yeah, fortunately, they were able to get her into a hardware store. Yep. Uh, Dean calls Bobby on a CB radio. Dean tells Bobby that Joe is messed up pretty bad. It's not looking good. Bobby asks what he has available. And then it seems like they do some work or do something or other. Because then it cuts, oddly enough, to then Bobby asking, how many Reapers are we dealing with? So it was almost like there was two separate Bobby conversations in the same phone call. Did you notice that? Um, well, yeah, because um, first Bobby asked Dean, after Dean said that Joe's really messed up bad, Bobby's like, okay, what's our next move? And Dean's kind of like, uh, didn't have an answer. And so Bobby once again says, Dean, what is our next move? And then that's when he goes and asks about, okay, how many Reapers did Cass see? All right. Uh, from Ellen, you know, she kind of uh, thinks that Cass was, it seemed to her like Cass was looking at dozens of them at least. And so Bobby's like, all right, well, that's the angel of death is about ready to show up. Like all of these Reapers are all standing around waiting for dead people. Like this is going to get bad really quick. Right yeah, now. it's not going to be good for the town of Carthage. That's for sure. Bobby does some more research. Back with Lucifer, he is asking Cass if he's changed uh, his mind. Back with Sam and Dean, they're talking about what to do next. They figure we need to get a stretcher for Joe and get her the hell out of here. Uh, Joe stops, though Sam and Dean from going any further with planning on saving her. And she's like, look, boys, let's be realistic. I can't even move from the waist down. Like, there's no way we're getting away from the hellhounds and everyone stays alive right now. Uh, Ellen then looks over, because it's her daughter, all sad, and says, no, you know, we're going to figure this out. And then they kind of hold a look on each other for about what felt like five minutes <laughs> <laughs> until Ellen accepts the fact that, oh, yeah, Joe's not going anywhere. This is her final sitting place. Yeah, Joe says, Mom, for once, just let me make an adult decision and stick with it. So, I mean, you can imagine how Ellen's feeling. That's her only child, and she already lost her husband. Sam and Dean start to MacGyver a bunch of bombs together. And by MacGyver, I mean, you know, just patching crap together with... <laughs> duct tape and the supplies available from the hardware store well they yeah they had uh propane, propane tanks and they had nails and they had buckets so they had you know plenty of stuff in there to make a lot of damage but what you forgot to mention with Cass and Lucifer talking is Lucifer had Cass trapped in a in a whole a ring of holy fire 
<coughs> so that's why Cass was stuck there, probably not helping Sam and Dean like you would like to. Okay. Thank you for pointing that out. I missed that. Uh, Dean then comes in, or I say comes in, comes into the scene of Joe and hands her uh, like a detonator, kisses her on the forehead, then kisses her on the lips, then backs up. They both look super sad, and he takes off. Ellen then comes by, and she says, well, I'll, uh, I'll let the hellhounds in, and I'll hang out with you until the end. So I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> not only is Joe going to die, Ellen's going to die too? Yeah, because, you know, like Ellen said, um, Joe can't get up to unchain the door and get rid of the salt in front of the door. So she's gonna ha- someone's going to have to stay by and do it, or stay back and do it. So hopefully that Sam and Dean can get out in time to finish what they started with uh, getting Lucifer. Yeah, Sam and Dean, are, they're pretty hesitant. They want to try to figure out how to not have her die too but then Ellen's like get go on boys you get out of here <laughs> no she tells him to go kick it in the ass Ellen then unchains the door turns on a bunch of propane gas uh, then sits down next to Joe Joe then passes out in Ellen's lap Joe didn't pass out she passed away El- Joe died oh really yes gee what she what was she bleeding out or something from the legs well, she had the you know those really bad tears in her abdomen. So, and she even made mention she's like, "I'm holding my guts in with with ace bandages." That's why she originally said she wasn't going to be able to go anywhere, so they shouldn't even bother trying to move her. Oh, I had no idea that her guts were like ripped out. Yeah. Um. So the hellhounds then bust into the shop, and Ellen sets off the bomb. The entire place goes up in a massive fireball. Mm-hmm. Next, we see Sam and Dean sneaking through the woods, and they run into Lucifer. Is that actually what happened? Because that's my notes, and I'm like, did I miss something? No, because once they got out of town in the Hellhounds, hopefully, you know, when Ellen and Joe, well, when Ellen did that, it took the Hellhounds with them. So, no, they, they uh, <clears throat> knew where this... Lucifer was going to try and raise death at this battlefield. So Sam and Dean knew exactly where to go and where to find Lucifer. So, yeah, that's what they were doing. And sure enough, Lucifer was there and a bunch of people around him. And so Sam and Dean's like, well, now we know what happened to all the town folk. They're all here. Uh, Sam calls out for Lucifer and Lucifer is there, says he doesn't need the gun. Dean then hands the gun and shoots Lucifer in the head. Lucifer falls over dead, but then he gets up and says, Ouch! <laughs> and like the bullet wound in his forehead heals over yeah. and vanishes. Lucifer explains that there are only five things that that gun can't kill, and he is one of them. Sam is pretty upset and asks where the rest of the townsfolk are. Says that demons took over a bunch of the bodies, but the women and children have been killed off because the horseman demanded it. Lucifer explains that Michael turned on him and called him a freak because he had a mind of his own. Lucifer then asks Sam, sound familiar? Yeah, trying to pair Lucifer and Michael to Sam and Dean. And then Lucifer tells (laughs) Sam, hang on a moment. He turns around, Lucifer turns around and starts doing some weird chant with the townspeople all around uh, with the demons in it, but they all just seem to die and fall over. Right. Uh, we see Cass is trapped in by the holy fire still. 
and a demon is talking to him. Meg. Oh, Meg is talking to him. Uh, Cass tells Meg that Lucifer is using demons as a mean to an end. He then unscrews a pipe, like with his force powers, hanging above Meg, and it swings down and bumps her into the circle. Cass then knocks her out, lays her body down across the fire, and walks on her back out of the fire. Woohoo! Then there's an earthquake, and Lucifer shows up, and then Sam and Dean light the group photo on fire. No. <laughs> That's what I have for an ending. Oh, my God. What actually happened No, here? what I happened was so was, confused. Well, for one thing, I forgot to mention that Lucifer force-flung Dean across the field or wherever they were. So by the time Sam got over to him, that's when they didn't show him, but you just knew that Lu- that death was rising because Lucifer, you know, was kind of looking up, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but you knew that then death had shown up. Um, but yeah, then it went to the last commercial, and they are next at Bobby's. That's where they they are. Uh, Bobby's listening to some re- what news reports about all this crappy stuff that happened in Carthage, Missouri. Um, and yeah, he takes a photo that he took of all of them and throw it, threw it in the fireplace. Which is ridiculous because he took that photo for a reason to commemorate the night before a bunch of them died. Two of them did die, and then you burn up your dumb photo. What an idiot. That's true, but you know, he used this old timey camera that had a thing called film, so he had this other thing called a negative, <laughs> so he could make as many more as he wanted. But you're right. I, I have no idea why he threw that in the fire. No idea whatsoever. Yeah, it's not like the photo was possessed or anything. No. There was no wacky tie-in. <laughs> no. I, I did not understand the ending at all. So odd. Um, yeah. So this is a really long. I don't. I don't know why this episode just seems so disjointed and complicated to me. Well, they were going a lot of back and forth. I mean, first you had. When they all arrived in Carthage, you had, you know, Sam and Dean, what they were doing. Then you had Joe, Ellen, and Cass and what they were doing. Then you had Cass go off. <clears throat> so, yeah, there was a lot of back and forth between all the different characters. Now, let's say you were to watch this single episode, <laughs> one off, sitting by yourself, never seeing any Supernatural before. What's the story here? That Lucifer wanted to raise death for some reason. And that demons are real and angels are real. <laughs> okay, well, other than the setting, I mean, there is no, like, plot, though. Like, one-off, I get it how this works into the bigger storyline of Supernatural, but as a one-off, no plot, I don't think. Well, no, that's because it wasn't meant to be a one-off. This was meant to further the storyline. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I get it, but it would be nice if they intertwined some sort of real plot in there, too. That's why... Their plot was to kill Lucifer, and they thought with the cult they they would be able to do that. Well, that they did. The plot. No, no. Death is up here, and people are dead, so yeah. <laughs> good job. That's true. <coughs> um. So, yeah, the death count on this, what, we got to count the entire town then, right? <laughs> 7,582 <laughs> or whatever? Well, IMDB says body count is 25. Plus all the women and children from Carthage. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah. And then all the guys <laughs> dropped over at the end, too. Right. Maybe that's where the 25 came in. I don't know. Plus, oh. the, well, at least 21, because we had those four other demons get killed. We're not supposed to count demons, though. Well, all of these townsfolk were possessed by demons. So I guess in a way we can count them because of the fact oh, that that like is... they took a body with them. Right. Though. That is a real person in there that also died when yeah. that demon died. 
Okay. Is there anything else from this episode, though, that stands out or something that we didn't talk about? I don't know. The cult is back in their possession, right? Yeah, they have the cult, and it's always going to be a game from now on of keep your eye on the cult and who's got what, where, when, and why. Um, but this is the episode. I remember a few episodes ago when Joe and Ellen were on, you make some snarky comments about Joe and Ellen. And it was because of this episode I said, you cannot speak badly of Joe and Ellen. Oh, God. <laughs> because I knew this episode was coming up where they sacrifice themselves for the greater good of trying to get Lucifer killed. You know, so Sam and Dean could get free and do that. Yeah, I think I do remember you being salty with me that I insulted fictional characters. <laughs> but still, fictional characters that did their duty. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, well, if we got nothing else then, um, we have a Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and say hi. We've also got a website called coupleofidgets.com where you can... Uh, Download all the episodes, find out how to subscribe on your podcast subscriber mobile, and uh, even uh, some other like social media contacts. Get in touch with us if you think we're silly. Um, <laughs> anything? Uh, what's no. tomorrow's episode? Uh, season 5, episode 11, Sam Interrupted. Ooh, like Girl Interrupted. One of the world's saddest movies. Uh, yeah. That. That movie is so depressing. It is, but this episode has got some humor in it. Well, that's good. I am I'm assuming he's going to end up in a mental ward or something like that. What way to just look at me straight? Well, I can't give too much away. You're going to have to watch it and find out for yourself. Yeah.